we will move on with that. If I could get Denzel to come into the room, Denzel Davis. I'll give him a round of applause as he enters. Let's see what's going on. Can we get Denzel in the room if he's out in the lobby? If not, I will continue to defile white people to the fullest of my ability. Denzel, thanks for coming in. No one wants to hear that. Denzel Davis, y'all. Come on around to here, please. Those are your headphones. That's your mic. That's your seat. You don't have to wear a mask in here unless you really want to. I'm going to shut this door. Ladies and gentlemen. All right. It's a one-man show here, as we know. I will again give the applause. Thank you so much, Denzel, Mr. Davis, for coming in today. Let me turn your mic on. That will help. Yes. There yes, we go. There now we're we alive. Now we're alive. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'll get some more sharing going as we begin to talk. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the mission today with a very special guest, Denzel Davis. Thank you so much, sir, for coming in. First and foremost, let me get you a water. Is that what you prefer? I have sodas and juices and other things. It's early in the morning. Let me get a water. When I say juice, uh, it's a a juice box Capri Sun. I'm not 100% sure that's all juice, but, you know, we try. (laughs) There you go. A nice brand new big water for you. It's cold. Enjoy it. It's uh, unopened and fresh for you. Uh, Thank you so much for coming in today, man. Man, I appreciate you for having me, for real. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Now... Um, I'm pretty sure we met you. Uh, you've been involved with some respect underground shows in oh, the past. Way in the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been part of shows, helped throw shows, all of that. Okay, okay, so, good, 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 good. I, I think good I first hear. met you. Uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, on yeah, on on Floyd's show. On Floyd. Yeah, and, yeah, that's yeah. When you I came first to Floyd, you, yeah. and you know, then I saw you at a Respect the Underground show, and God bless my memory and dyslexia and old age and, and medicine habits. You you spoke to me, and I didn't remember you off the top of my head, and it looked like it bummed you out, and it really made me feel bad that it bummed you out. No, nah, it didn't bum me out. I, but I just want you to understand, you know, and I'm an old a, man. It's with, a humbling thing when. Uh, you know, like you think somebody know you and then they don't know you and then you got to refresh their memory yeah. and stuff like that. So. Well, at that time, I think I was like two years here and uh, I just met, you know, hundreds of people within yeah. a short period of time. And that's my excuse, that with the medicine use and the dyslexia in the old age. <laughs> so I apologize, good. man. It really, it really hit good. me, man, because uh, at that point, I didn't I didn't think anybody gave a shit, like whether I knew him or not. So it struck me. That's all I wanted to say, you know. So, no, but um, I know you now, and I'm, I'm pleased to, and I've been enjoying your music, and uh, thank you so much for that. And I want to say, I don't know, I hope you realize, but for much of last year, I played, um, and God help me, I'm going to have to look up the song to remember the name, but you had a very strong black empowerment song. Uh, that was was big to me last year. The spread uh, during the whole COVID season, during the whole summer. Black in America. Black in America. That's the name. Thank you yeah. for not making me look it up. No, I'm no, bad with good. remembering everything, but uh, I played that song a lot. And um, and when I would play that song with other songs like "Hard Times" by Bobby Boucher, I'm from Richmond, Virginia, and you know during the summer, Black America went through a lot. Yeah. And and, and it hit really hard in Richmond because. Uh, the local police in Richmond were pretty ruthless yeah. um, with people that were just honestly just protesting, you know, uh, and there was big to do about statues there and the Confederacy and all that. And um, so uh, and I'm very in touch and, and very close in my heart to black people. And so those songs affected me a lot. Bobby Boucher's Hard Times with Yogue and Charlie, your song, Black in America, just such a powerful message. And then Mac. uh Mac Farrow and with a, a few guests, he had a very powerful song during that time. And I got to be honest with you, man, when I would play those songs back to back, sometimes people wouldn't tell, wouldn't be able to tell because I was wearing my glasses. But I would almost tear up uh, because of how emotional those times were and how yeah. those songs, I think, just I mean, you, you guys, the three songs I mentioned just um, and don't let me forget anybody. Those were the ones I focused on. But they just really. uh just really tapped into the times to me and 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 so much of mainstream hip-hop we we just weren't hearing any yeah, of they that. wasn't really speaking on it they weren't speaking on it and i was so proud and honored that that the artists from my city and and in richmond my, the city my hometown and in arizona phoenix both were speaking on it and and protesting and dealing with it and uh 
And that was, I just want to congratulate and, and say, you know, show you my respect I for that, man. Because, that. I appreciate that. Because, um, you know, uh, people don't know what I'm am. Uh, people think I'm mixed or Puerto Rican. Uh, people that know me well know I'm, I'm just a regular white guy that happens to love hip-hop, you know. So, but I've always had a, a tight relationship with the black community, yeah. um, you know. So, all that affected me a great deal. And I was just so proud of you guys for standing up and speaking to that pain because, I guess what I'm saying is I understand if some people don't want to deal with it. Um, it's not easy to make money with. And, you know, mainstream art is about making money. Yeah. And it's and for some people, it's just painful. You know, I just felt at that time it just it just needed to come out. Like mm-hmm. I've always touched on the situation, like in past songs and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it, I just felt like that was perfect timing of everything that was going did on. Did you? So. I have to ask. Like, did the, did you write that because of the times? Is that something that you kind of had in the clip? And it was like, oh, this just works perfectly. Like, how did the? Nah, how did just that song like when come everything about? trickled down, like when all right. of the stuff was going on, and uh, was it uh, what's the dude that got killed in uh? It's unfortunate. It's, I mean, George Floyd, or there's so many names. It was probably before George. It's the um, one uh, in Atlanta. He was uh, out in the park. He was jogging. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. God for God help me. I apologize. I do not remember the names. But yeah. go ahead. We know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. So I had seen that, mm, and yeah. that's when I was like, it's just time to speak on it. And right, then right. I hit my uh, boy Bino up, and uh, I told him, I'm like, man, we got to do something for the culture. Shout and, to Bino, Bino. Very yeah. supportive, brother. Always uh, checking me out. I appreciate yeah, so that. He cooked. He cooked that up for me. He uh, made the beat. Yeah. The beat is incredible. Yeah. He's my uh, personal producer. Beat. He. Uh, 50% of my sound And then the other 50% of my sound Is Dirty Dan So Well now, now I know The relationship with Bino So I'm glad I know yeah, that now Yeah me and Bino go way But that song in particular You know It's it's weird how that And I think that's why Part of the reason The song hit me so hard The music is not Depressing The mu- For one The music is not You know It's moving You know yeah. it's, it's It gets you moving And it almost has A bit of um, Like a 70s uh, Black like it has a, a bit of that throwback like 70s sound to it somehow and i'm an old guy so i remember that you know um it was just to me an excellent track and your, your your performance on it so timely and everything just you know just great that's why i played it a lot you know yeah, I, really, I appreciate it i thought that was definitely one of one of the strong tracks from tw- from 2020 as you know the country the world deals with the covid thing but then you know black america has to deal with so much more yeah you know on a daily it's still going to the day well, yeah oh yeah it's every day and it's every day and that's what people don't realize it's it's now with social media it's unfortunate news it's bad stories it's uh injustice every day in some form let's try to lighten up a bit before we get too heavy what is uh give me your first what do you what's your first memory of hip-hop no matter how old or young you were or whatever it was whoever it was what's your because you, you're a bit younger than me, so I like to get see yeah. where everybody tapped in at. So my first memory of hip-hop was I had to be in elementary. And uh, my neighbor, his dad, had a Ice Cube uh, Best uh, Collection. Good entry, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, he gave it to me. And he was like, check it out. And I had just got, a, uh, you know, the CD players. Okay. So you know that was when was, that was a popping. Okay. Yeah, when the yeah. CD players were popping, so that yeah, was my yeah. first CD. I threw that joint in. And I played that thing out like every day. And that's when CDs were like twenty dollars. Yeah. So that was a nice gift in yeah. in, the, in that time. He yeah. hooked me up. So yeah. I was like, oh, it's over with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ice Cube. So I, has Ice Cube been an influence on you since? You think? Most definitely. Uh, Run DMC was my entry point, and I've never lost my respect or love for them. You know, Jam Master J, Running yeah. D. Um, so what? Uh, so moving on, I'm sure like like most of us, you know, hip hop kind of blew you away. Most of us become big fans immediately, almost. You know what? Um, what pushed your decision, and when d- did you start taking it seriously as a craft? Like I can do this. I want to do this. I, I started I try taking to do this. music serious. I want to say in 2008. Mm-hmm. Like before 2008, I used to hoop. Like I used to play ball. Okay. And, you know, we gonna get more into like my my bone condition, and that's what kind of. Okay. Transfer me into doing music and stuff like that. So. Let's get into all that. I didn't want to be rude. I'm glad you brought it up, oh, no, so we, we can talk we, we about it appropriately. About everything, right? Okay, it, it cool. ain't no limits with cool. me. I'm an open book. Whatever you okay. want to know, you can ask all me, right. and I'll tell you. I've seen you reference Mugs, Mugsy Bogues yeah. before. Do you feel a Do you feel a firm affiliation with Mugsy yeah, with the height uh, thing and wanting to play ball? And that, it seems but, uh, like it's such hardcore limits on his, ball his playing. Story. 
okay. the story of like what he bit, like what he went through, and okay. everything that he had to overcome to get to that position. Sure. So that's how I related to him because I'm like I'm always the underdog in situations, and I always got to go over a, a hurdle just to get two steps forward. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like I get drugged ten steps back, and then I'm trying to get back to that position, and then mm-hmm. when I finally get back to that position, it's something else that I got to conquer and get over and stuff like that. So who really put me on the Muggsy Bones was Justice. Okay. And uh, he was like, "Man, you need to check him out." But I always knew about him. Like, sure. I always knew about him, but I didn't. Him and really Spud Webb set the world yeah. on fire. I lived. Unfortunately, I'm that old. I lived those times so i remember how and it was incredible and you know like biggie being an inspiration to big black brothers being uh classy they were such an inspiration to, to short guys yeah. that wanted to play pro ball Fact. because we were all told if you were any if you were under six foot and matter of fact even if you were six foot you're probably just too short to play any position that's what we Fact. were told at the time and they went against the world you know improved five seven and five three even and proved yeah. everybody wrong you know with incredible Incredible athletic, so uh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. So, so you, so it, I, I got off my original question. What decide? What made you decide to go serious with the with the being an artist? So, in two thousand and eight, I had came out here. This was like my first time coming out here because I'm originally from San Bernardino. Okay, so California. Had, yeah, you moved here in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight, okay. and it was hot. Like it, yeah, was like. <laughs> I was not used to this weather at all. And then my cousin, shout out to my cousin, Drake Benz, he was doing music out here. Right. And I was just, like I said, I always been an Ice Cube fan and always been interested. And I asked him one day, I'm like, man, how you do that? He like, you know what, Cuddy, I'm going to put you on. He like, sit down and write a rhyme and I'm going to put you on a song. I'm like, all right, bet. So we sat down, we wrote the song. He helped me like put my bars together and structure my bars. And then I just fell in love with it after that. And then probably like two weeks later, we did our first show in Tempe at this place called The Sets. Okay. And I just never looked back. Okay. So that, so, um, and we talking before the show, you said you'd kind of took some time off. So I assume you, you, you jumped in hard in 2008 and nine. Pushing, pushing hard 2008 and nine and just working on my craft and stuff like that. Okay. But I have just like, building. I really had my big break in like 2015 when I dropped my uh, first tape called February. Okay. So that's what had the city going crazy and stuff like that. Like I'd be at every show selling my CD, selling my merch. Right. And uh, just telling my story. And at that time, it wasn't really like a lot of people telling their story in music. You know, they was following trends and Mm -hmm. trying to keep up with the trends. And I was just kind of carving my own lane and just doing my own thing. Well, there, there was a day. Where that was the most important thing, but it did. You're right. During, uh, especially in 2015, nobody was telling stories, yeah. their personal stories. Everybody was, you know, trying to motivate the club. And yeah, and and, um, and now that's why I really respect about um, one of the local independent guys, Bobby Baymont, because his newest CD is an elaborate self examination. You know, and and I think for a younger artist, that's just incredible because. That's not the trend. You're going against the grain yeah. to, 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 to tell stories and tell personal stories. Um, people are checking in saying you're a great artist. Appreciate they it. May or may not all, ha- they, love. they may or may not have your last name, but that doesn't matter. Hey, it don't matter as it long as you matter. know the first name. That's right. That's right. You put the face behind the name. That's all that really mattered to me. That's, that's right. So shout out to your homie who, who um, put you on a track and got you going. Cousin. Your cousin. Okay, cousin. pardon me, your cousin. What was his name? I don't want to Dre Benz. Dre Benz. Shout out to Dre Benz for putting you on this path. And uh, and um, and shout, shout out to Floyd Brown for introducing us, for us getting together. Because yeah. I appreciate that. You know, our first entry and hopefully to a long uh, friendship uh, as we both pursue this hip-hop thing. Um, what is the hardest part to you uh, being a hip-hop artist? Since you've been really going since 2015, since the... Uh, and we'll talk about that that tape in a minute. We'll talk about that project. Hardest part, I would say, is just the business side. It's just figuring out the business side because you know when you get in this game, you don't know anything about the business side. Yes, BMI and you know registering your songs the proper way. No one raps about that really. Like you, you know, know like no one that, teaches us about that. You know, like that is the hardest part, and that is the most crucial part of the game is the business side. You mm-hmm. got to know the business side if you're going to hop into this game. Yeah. Yeah, and now more than ever, the information is available. I mean, at one time, at one point, the information was definitely buried and hid from artists um, on purpose because you know the business didn't want artists to know the business. Yeah, they, you know, and they still 
It, it sounds cynical, but I believe it. They still would prefer newer artists over older artists because when once you learn the game yeah, and, and yeah. you learn how to negotiate correctly, they don't like dealing with you as much. Mm-hmm. Let's be they honest. They consider you, you know? to be a headache. And a new guy that's coming from a bad situation will always need and want that check and take that check and maybe not look at the contract. And then, you know, like we've learned from a bunch of artists, you just have to renegotiate. You have to do well enough to be able to go back to the table and renegotiate. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. Just did a huge renegotiation of his previous uh, Netflix deal. I mean, uh, Comedy Central deal. Um, well, about this project that jumped off, you said it was named February? Yeah. What, why did you name your project February? That's Because that's the month that I was born in. Okay. So, okay. That whole tape was based around my whole life. Of how I grew up, what I seen, what I've been through, pe- what people around me been through, the whole shebang. Right, right. So it's a very personal project. Yes. Okay. And you said it kind of set the bit. You were everywhere working it, which is a good gym for artists. You need to still yeah, get out. I was out there and hand work your hands on work your project. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. like I, I'm not used to like the new era with the social media and being behind the board and clicking no, on. Right, right. I'm like a people's person. Like you're a throwback. Well, that's what artists. I mean, you know, if you're running from office, if you want to be an artist, there's got to be a certain amount of meeting the people and kissing yeah. the babies, as Yog would say. You know, you got to get out there, and meet the people, shake hands, and kiss the babies. Facts. Um, did you? It sounds like you got off to a real great start. Did you? Did you? Fa- did you face any? Backlash, or did you face any negative energy once you got that positive energy from the city on the project? Not really. Uh, I was in my own lane, so a lot of people was really loving it because it was something new to their It ears. was different, yeah. You know, like yeah, they yeah. were hearing the same shit over and over and over and over, and mm-hmm. then I just pop up at a show, and you feel me, and I'm telling you, like, oh, my auntie on crack, you feel me? I, I done been through this, I done been through that. Right. It's fresh to their ears, and it just open up their eyes and they give them some substance. So when they go home at night, they be like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would um, where did you? What is that? Is it still available? Is February available on uh, platforms yeah, it's, anywhere? Uh, it's available on Bandcamp. So if you okay. go to uh, Bandcamp.com and you type in Denzel Davis, you'll be able to get that joint. A lot of people like Bandcamp. I have some buddies from the East Coast that are heavy on Bandcamp. It's you, no middleman. Do you prefer it as the as the way to to, uh, to deal with your uh, fans just, or just for your, the release project? It just all depends. Like sometimes you know I use TuneCore so I can get it on Apple's Music, Spotify, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or if I just want to just give it out to free. You for me, I'll throw it on the SoundCloud or the YouTube. Right. It just all depends. Just depends on, on the individual project yeah. or song. Okay, cool, cool. What um who uh who inspires you in the city? Other artists from Phoenix that might inspire you. Who inspires you? RP to Trap, because he was definitely a big inspiration. Yeah, a uh, lot of respect with Trap's name, no doubt. Bookie. Bookie, okay. Definitely a legend. No me. Yeah. Uh artists nowadays, uh I mess with De La Prime, uh, okay. Markel DeWan. My guy, KT Gibson, Vonnie G. KT Gibson, Vonnie, I know yeah, them. What, the are, what was the second one? I know Daylight. What was the second one? Markel? Markel Dewan. Markel Dewan. I'm going to have to look into him. I'm not yeah, familiar. That's an IROC sign. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Delhi every day. It's, it's, it's a lot. Day. It's uh, a lot. Dub, that's what, all of them. That's it's, what's really invigorated me about moving to the city and becoming heavily involved is there's a lot of great artists. There's a lot of great talent. And I think it's horribly underappreciated on yeah. a regional and national level. I think we just um, need we just need that spotlight. That's we just crack breaking down the doors as as we go. So once my stepson has the doors and stuff like that. Me. Yeah, breaking down the doors. And, and, you know, it's more than just I think we've got a scene coming together. The media is definitely coming together. And I think we're ready to support artists more than ever. Shout to Yog and the Factory of Nothing. They just signed with Sony Orchard. So we're hoping everybody can. Uh, jump behind Charlie, the first project, Poverty Stricken, when that comes out. And, like, let's prove all the haters wrong. Let's prove that Phoenix can support uh, a major label release or can support an artist doing bigger things. And there's a lot of artists out here, so I would advise just pick one. Pick one or two and get behind them. Yeah. Like, follow them. Go to their shows. Maybe buy some merch. That's what real fans do. So yeah, pick, pick something that you can relate to. Um, My stepson has a nose ring as well. Are nose rings back in style? I don't know. I had, I've had this thing since. You've, uh, had, you've had it far too long. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm a right. '90s baby. You're a '90s baby. Yeah, what, so. what, you seem like a younger man to me. Why do you? Why is your? Um, why do you have so much '90s influence? You think? I was born in 1990. 
Like, okay. Right, right. All right. Smack harder everything. Okay. So all right. All right. All I'm right. a '90s baby. Did you grow up around uncles or brothers? Uncles, or? brothers, okay. cousins. So you had auntie. everybody to put you up yeah. on game early. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Grandma, I, all of that. I admire that. I had to learn. Like we, we were still. I had to learn a lot we were still playing own. outside. We we wasn't allowed to play the video games and right. sit in the house on the tablet. No, nah, we had to go outside. Like Yog said, you had to leave the house and not come in and yeah. out. You had to be at stay out because you yeah. couldn't just. I remember when that was a rule. And you couldn't had, come we, in and out the house too much. And we had a certain <laughs> limit of where we could go. Yeah, understood. I did as well. I did as well. Um, back then, you could just leave the house and just be gone though you know it was it was really up to you like you didn't want to get caught out of bounds but yeah uh, you could we, we you could go out of bounds though. yeah you could go out of bounds <laughs> and figure it out couldn't you um shout to my stepson justice he's got got the nose ring he just got his so i thought maybe he was coming back but he's only 21 it's a, it's so. a lot of it's a lot of people that got the got their nose pierced mm-hmm. all type of piercings and stuff tattoos all yeah, that. yeah 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 well you know tupac had the nose piercing and uh, and you know that's it for a while i think uh it, it might have been looked at strangely by some but i think it's definitely back now so it doesn't matter i you know i try to entertain with keep it goofy along with the uh yeah. gems and the information <laughs> um so 2015 uh, maybe a year or two of working that project that brings us to 2017 which you know, we're in 21 now that's still three four years ago where were you at then what happened then Two, so like from after the after the, the after february, february kind so of i down. followed up with uh mugsy bombs okay Muggsy so Bones. that's what like good name yeah that's what cracked everything off so when i followed up with that tape mm-hmm. and i was pushing that from like 2016-2017 and going hard with that one so okay when i followed up with that one that was that was a really good one so. well you mentioned Muggsy bogues and you, and you mentioned you have a bone condition and, and yeah. I, i'm sure Muggsy bones you know is that's what that alludes to um please fill us in about that condition okay, and, sure. and help me so I can speak I, yeah, speak I correctly you. about it and not speak out of turn. Um, these days, there's you know a lot of the words we used to throw around back in the day. We don't throw around anymore because yeah. we're trying to be nicer, kinder people. So, but I don't want to. I'm not. A, I don't want to assume anything. Just break it down to me so yeah, I can so understand. My family, it's like a hereditary uh, disease. So I don't want to fuck the name up, but it's called a uh, multiple exotosis. Mm-hmm with malignant tumors okay and uh this condition is very rare like when i looked it up i think it said like one out of every million people in the world get it so my family happened to carry but it's hereditary yeah, it's so hereditary, yeah so it's a so. chance anybody in your family could yeah get it, right? so and how how it works is it skips generations mm-hmm. so my grandma had it okay. and so my grandma she had three kids she had my uncle my mom and then her son it skipped uh no i'm tripping my oldest uncle didn't get it. My mom got it, and then her younger brother don't got it. So my mom has the gene. So I have an older sister. My older sister don't have it. It mm-hmm. got me. Mm-hmm. So if I have kids, it can skip generations. So my first kid might not get it, but my second kid can get it. Or you feel me? If my daughter have a kid, her first kid can get it, right. and her second kid not, might not get it. It sounds like it's almost like yeah. every other. So every yeah. other generation. So yeah. with this condition is. It's tumors that are cancerous that grow inside your body and eat your body up. Mm. So the only way it can be treated is they have to be removed. Like mm-hmm. chemo doesn't work. Like all of you know, like the little treatments that they have for cancer, mm. none of that works. Mm-hmm. It just aggravates them and speeds the process up on you. Right. Which so, some people believe, you know, some people believe messing with cancer speeds it up anyway. Yeah. But go ahead. I'm, I'm so gonna... if you've ever seen my mom, you know she has one leg. So with the condition, what her condition is, like, she had a tumor that was growing and it ate her whole leg. She had to get it removed. Mm, that's sad. So, my, so with me, I had the same condition and, like, I was kind of naive to it. Like, I knew I had it, but I was like, man, that ain't going to happen to me. Like, you mm. know, I'm good. Like, I feel good every day. And then one day I woke up, I couldn't even get out of bed. Like, it was just crazy. Like, it changed that fast. Mm. So tough. as the years progressed, so... From 2017 all the way to now, I've been really battling heads-on with it. So my first major surgery that I had was one day, I don't know what I was doing. And I was straight. Like, I had woke up fine, everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had went to lift and put my daughter in the car and put her in her car seat. And the tumor ended up popping out of my shoulder. Mm. So I had this big tumor right here. So I had to go to the emergency room. And they uh, had to schedule an emer- uh, emergency uh, 
surgery because uh when it popped out it was already eaten away like at my shoulder and every like all of my nerves and stuff that was in my shoulder so it was where it was growing at it was growing on like one of your main arteries on your right side so she had to remove my shoulder blade so i don't have a shoulder blade in my right arm okay. so she had to remove my shoulder blade to get to the tumor to remove it so that was my first major surgery that i had to deal with and then the following year after 2018-2019, I had to get my hips and my uh, upper bone replaced. So I did my left side first, which was the worst side because the way that the tumor was doing, it had already ate my whole hip up. So it was to the point like I couldn't really put pressure on my legs. I couldn't tie my shoes. I couldn't put my shoes on. I struggled. You feel me? To get dressed every day, all of that. So she had to replace my whole hip. So I got my whole hip replaced, uh, the upper bone and my left leg. I got that replaced. It took me about approximately, I want to say like six months to like really get the feeling back and right. get normal and sure. a lot of bunch of rehab, yeah, yeah, a lot of physical yeah. therapy, a yeah. lot of physical therapy, a lot. And then the following year, I got my right side done. So that was a uh, 2020. I got my right side done, got my right hip replaced, my right upper bone replaced, the same same process that I had to go through with my left. And then this year, recently in uh, January on the 20th, I had to get, this one was growing in my heart, but she had to take my shoulder blade out on my left side to get to it, to remove right, it. Right. So I'm healing up from that right now. Like I go to physical therapy two times a day, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like if she didn't catch any of these tumors, like, is a possibility like I wouldn't even be here like is this gonna this sounds like and God bless you this sounds like it's gonna be like just something you deal with for your whole life yeah. is that the case yeah like they can they'll, pop up at any they'll time they'll just pop up and you'll yeah. have to go get them or you may have some that aren't affecting anything so yeah. you just live with them uh, until it just sounds like they're so dangerous just like live uh, grenades or live bombs yeah growing, growing like a li- it's like a pretty much a landmine yeah exactly that's incredible um do people that complain about little stuff piss you off? Nah. Uh, you know, everybody <laughs> I think has... It, I think if I were dealing with what you're dealing with, people's petty concerns would, would really irritate me. And, and maybe I'm just a, a lesser person than you. You you sound like a very big-hearted, very... Yeah, I'm uh, very big-hearted. I big, just big, feel like everybody has like their own battles. I respect you how you're dealing with it. Yeah, everybody um, just have their own battles and demons that they have to fight. You feel me? So true. rather small or big... To them at that moment is big So I can't knock you You feel me I don't know what you're going through You don't know what I'm going through So whatever you're going through You feel me You gotta put ten toes down And toughen it up That's just part of life Whatever life throw at you You gotta be able to handle it How does that How does all of that Relate to your size Or does it at all What you mean Well the Muggsy Bogues And the You're you're a man of of smaller stature I I was thinking that your condition Had something to do with your size Is that not not the case? Nah, my condition Two different things You just happen to be a small fella That's all Okay, uh, Small, small guys just run in the family Okay, okay, okay We we, we didn't get blessed with the height Okay, uh, yeah, that's good Okay, okay, We feel like we seven foot tall I'm trying to clear all this up In a a respectful way Nah, you good Okay You good Okay, cool, cool Okay, well, yeah, man That's such a heavy thing I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're talking about it And dealing with it And getting it out there And I hope that even though you don't look at it this way, I hope you can be an inspiration to people for a lot of us that aren't dealing with something so severe yeah. as that, that maybe we can manage our own little troubles better, knowing that there are people out there dealing with such yeah. heavy, heavy things, man. Um, you said your mom had the same condition? Yeah, my mom got it. So Okay, so is she a, a bit of a role model or inspiration on how to yeah, deal with she, it? Yeah, because she you wake up, like I said, she, she has one leg, like... Mm. I couldn't, I couldn't stomach that. Like when the doctor told right. me that she was like, if you don't get your hips done within the next week, you're not going to have any legs. I couldn't stomach that. So I'm like, well, right. let's go. Like, let's, right. let's get it done. And let's like, stay on top yeah, of it. Yeah. We're right. we not right. playing no games no more. Like, let's get it done. So, and she wake up every day, happy, fine, joyful. Wow. Positive. God bless her. God bless. Yeah. Working hard. Like, yeah. I can't even be mad at it. Well, I know that's an incredible inspiration. Um, I know that's an incredible, an incredible inspiration. Uh, 
what um on a lighter note uh have you ever heard the song uh maybe i can talk about it more freely now that it doesn't have anything to do with your condition just short men running the family have you ever heard the song short people don't have no reason to live from the 70s it's a it's a pretty rude song it's not as popular as it was short people uh, short people got no reason it's it's a little ditty it's a little ditty uh, put me on to that song maybe maybe friendlier people have not brought this up to you but uh, is it it, let's talk about being short i've heard women there's this thing women want a man that's six as well as tall as them at least you know or taller usually women want a man they can look up to or look eye to eye with the heels on and all of that Let's talk about dealing with all that. Ain't that a pain in the ass? I not, mean, uh, for me, it's not because okay. I got colored eyes. So, oh, I see. I, I get it instantly. Once that, once you hypnotize yeah. with the eyes once and forget I, once, about the height. Yeah, I once you. I do that and I smile, it's over with. <laughs> have but, you ever have you ever met or heard of Scruffzona? Yeah, as an artist in, in Phoenix. Yeah, and he's a good guy. Do you have any issues, any problems with him? Nah. I feel like y'all could be cousins. Maybe it's just the white guy and me, but I feel like y'all have a similar, uh, a sim- somewhat similar appearance. Not maybe not so much. Anyway, um, Bino Bino's checking in. Sherry Williams oh is checking in. Vonnie Starks is checking in. Vonnie's coming on the show oh in a God. month or so. Um, Evelyn Davis, uh, right a bunch of people checking in and watching. It's a great show today. We appreciate everybody checking into the mission. Uh, and this show will appear on the podcast and everything eventually, you know, as it goes down. And and Roku and Fire Stick too. We're just trying to figure out a way to edit the hour, hour and a half show down to twenty minutes for the Roku Respect the Underground Worldwide channel. Um, what do you think is the best thing and the worst thing about the Phoenix hip hop scene? The best thing, I just feel like we. We talented Like the talent that we have mm-hmm. out here That's like really the best thing In the unity that we have I think being in an undiscovered region Does give people inspiration yeah. And motivation And you, you're free to create However you want to create You you don't have to right. Follow we, under uh, Phoenix umbrella. doesn't have a perceived sound yeah. Like you don't have to be G-Funk Yeah Nobody's expecting You don't have to be gangster rap None of that like, Nobody's expecting just, anything So really you can be what you want to be Right yeah. I agree I agree and, and that's a big deal I think people I think people take that for granted. When they look at other markets that do have a sound or have major artists out, and it seems like it's easier to get on. Nah, it makes it ten times harder. I really don't think it is. Yeah, I agree. I really don't. You know, and if you think about it, how many artists, you know, Snoop was from, um, Snoop was from where he was from in California. How many artists really came out after Snoop from that area because of Snoop? Other than the people he put his hands on and put them on, not not that many, you know. So not it's a lot. Getting an artist from your area to go national really doesn't solidify anybody else's chance of of, of going major. So, um, but we do want to salute the ones that are making big moves. Um, the Wang Kang has come to DoorDash. You can order uh, Wang Kang. Are you familiar with LMG Radio or the Wang Kang, Mister yep, yep, Mister yep, Network? Yep, yep. He's got really good wings. I don't know if the hip hop things could work out, but the wings are excellent. I think he could sell wings forever, you know. Uh, um, and that's no disrespect. That's a joke. To, that's that's saying how good the wings are. Not 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 any disrespect to his records. Uh, Patricia Davis is checking in. Uh, Junior right Ferguson there. is watching. That's uh, she says you're an inspiration, and I definitely think. Uh, I think I, I'm so glad that I do this show, and one of the reasons is to hear stories like yours. And I'm so glad we connected and you came in because yeah. I think I think your story is an inspiration to petty people, to people like you that are dealing with huge medical yeah. issues and still getting up every day and fighting the good fight. Fighting the good fight. I'm still working, chasing after my dreams, raising right. my kids, doing like, everything. You know, you doing know. everything everybody else is doing. All Along with fighting the good fight, yeah. um, is insurance an issue when you have such a? Uh, a I had, when I first started, it was because I didn't have the proper insurance for my conditions. So, right, right. So like, they were like no to everything. Yeah, it was no. Like my doctor visits was like three hundred dollars, <sighs> just for them to go in the back room, tell me something for five minutes, and then send me on my way. Well, that's what you worry when you're you know you're dealing with something that's one in a million. You know, it's not like a cold or flu, or yeah. it's not like getting your arm chopped into. They're not set up to deal with that, probably. Yeah. Or it's very special doctors, yeah, very special like, places uh, you have to go. Shout out to Doctor Dakoma. She's literally the only doctor out here that works on my condition. Wow! And deal with those type of conditions. And this is a huge area. We have one. One. 
Well, that just shows you. I'm glad you got your insurance correct. If anybody has a personal issue, I'm sure they could DM you to ask you that, you know, if they want to get some help or advice. It's it's loopholes that you can go through to get the proper insurance that okay. you need. Okay. It's just the information. Well, I'm sure not put since Obama there. and the whole previous condition thing has kind of been put on the shelf for at least a minute until the Republicans fuck it up. Like we that that helped, right? I would assume that helped. I don't know. Um Juicy JJ's checking in. Uh appreciate you checking in, Juicy J. That's sis. That's sis. Okay. Well, you know, um I think your story is so inspirational and it's just so awesome. I mean, I, you know, uh people admire my work ethic, but you know, I'm not so sure I'd be able to get up every day and fight it the way you do. And I don't know what, I mean, you don't, you really don't have another choice. Yeah. I I don't have no option. You don't have any options. No, I don't have no options. And you showed up here under your own means, on time, dressed nice, bling, everything in effect, the whole (laughs) rapper package. So you seem to be doing it well. Yeah, you got to. You got to. You doing the interview. And with the light eyes, with the light eyes and the smile, I'm sure you don't, you haven't had much problem with the ladies, as you said. Uh, nah. And you got uh, kids, so obviously yeah. you don't have that much problem with the nah, ladies. I'm taking um, so. Well, good. Well, good. Well, I'm not much on those hater girls that that, that you know need everything a certain way. You got to get it how you got to get it how yeah. you can, ladies. You got to get it how you can, and you never know. You know, you never know. A short man might pack that. But wallop, the, the, cra- the crazy thing is, is like you feel me? Uh, my uh, mother's child, like she didn't like short dudes, like at all. That oh, was not her. So you completely turned. You flipped. Yeah, three sixty. She, she didn't like short, light skinned dudes. None of that. That was mm. not her. Her mm. right. Okay. So when she met me, it was just like my vibe was different. Right. Right. So it was just a whole different vibe, and just we just got to chopping it up and spending time together, and then you chopped it down. Clicked. Yeah, <laughs> you got to chopping it up, <laughs> and you chopped it down. Three kids you. later. Well, you know, the short guys always told me everybody's same height laying down. <laughs> you ever heard that one? Uh, all right. Well, um, you mentioned two of your producers. You said you pretty much are split between just two producers. Yeah. Let's talk about them real quick. Uh, what are their names? My guy, Dirty Dan. Dirty Dan. I've heard that name a lot. He's done some work with Yo and other people. Right. Okay. Dirty Incredible. Dan. I need to meet Dirty Dan. All right. I'm familiar. I've In name alone and some of his production, I've heard Dirty Dan. Who else are we talking about? And then we talk about Bino. Bino, okay, that's right. Bino, Bino, good supporter, good friend. Yes. Um. Uh. What? What do your sound? You have a lot of diverse diversity in yes. your sound. It's hard to yes. pin you down. Yes. Um, what do you think? Where does that come from? Uh, it just creativity. Like mm-hmm. when Bino, is that starting with Ice Cube, but being born in ninety, so all your inspirations kind of coming together. Just like I listen to music on the daily, so. I find inspiration from like jazz music, you know, old school R&B, the uh, new school hip hop, stuff like that. It's just being creative and just living life. So mm-hmm. I'm in a position now where I'm able to identify things and I know which way that I want to take music. Like when I get in the studio, I can take it either direction. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And that's, you know, I, I was surprised when I first got here, one, that how much um, Phoenix liked Twister and Bone Thugs yeah. and um, Tech Nine. These type of artists get a lot of burn here because Bone Thugs was big, but the other guys, they didn't really get a whole lot of play on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, and that, that sound to me seemed like it was what most people liked here but then as i met more people there's the northern cow sound there's g there's authentic g-funk there's authentic people that were involved in gangbang and making music there's uh and there's people that still love uh boom bap or more classic hip-hop yeah. sounds so there's all of that here it's and i think it's a wonderful thing it's a melting pot out it's here. a wonderful thing to me because i love hip-hop and i like being able to you know talk to different people that make different kinds of music um and I'm really impressed with everybody. I'm so happy to be doing the show. Uh, one of the worst things we didn't the the second part of the question. You mentioned some of the good things about Phoenix hip hop. What's one of the What's one of the bad things about Phoenix hip hop? Or what do you think is the worst part of Phoenix hip hop? It can be frustrating when you feel like you don't have that support. You know, so it just really is just figuring out how to really tap into the market and make a staple in the game. Right. You know, so that that I feel like that's one of the Hardest parts, and then, like I told you, the business side. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a common thing. I've heard a lot of people, even artists like Bruce and De La Prime, that that have a strong presence and a good following now. 
they've all talked about when they first started out, they didn't feel oh, love. No, they, they don't feel they, the they support. Don't show, they show you no love when you first start. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting no love. And, you know, there's there's a thing here that's big is the Internet uh, tomfoolery, I'll say. There, that's real big in Phoenix. The uh, Whether it's somebody getting caught snitching, whether it's... Uh, you know, internet romance has gone wrong. It, it's, Whether it's, it's, it's uh, you know, whatever kind of drama, usually, or it's battles. A lot of times, it's battles by people that aren't really in the battle community, but but end up battling. There's a lot of things that end up in internet tomfoolery or fuckery, yeah. if you say. That's just how the internet is. So as you come out as a new artist, do you? I guess you feel the downside of that that <laughs> internet fuckery. Um, but you know. I would say to all artists, even the guys that are most appreciated now all went through that. So it's just something you got to go yeah, through. definitely. And a lot of times it's, you can't get in your own head too much because a lot of times guys get in their own head and then kind of get stuck, get st- you know, stammer. They, they, they get stuck in a, in a place instead of moving forward, you know. So just try to, you know, no matter how much you think everybody's I, hating I on you like out there, try to keep moving. If you can't block out the noise, then you're in the wrong business. That's a part of it. Like, you need a thick skin, right? Yeah. I think that's what you're like referring to. Like, we're in a to. judgmental game. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody's going to have an opinion. It's going to people that's going to like your shit, and it's going to people that's going to be like, man, that shit trash. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to separate the two and block it out, then... Right. Right. You're not built for this, right? I agree. You're not built for this. This is this is a man's league. You're not built for this. I agree. Uh, speaking on our mutual friend from a while ago, I haven't seen him in a while. He's been kind of low key. Floyd, um, Floyd was involved in um, like what I used to call a wheel of fortune uh, <laughs> <laughs> financial uh, gain institution. Uh, did you ever find yourself? They were real big in Phoenix for like a hot minute and then they have all seemed to gone away now. Yeah. Did you ever find yourself involved in a wheel uh, financial pyramid kind of thing? Yeah, I got like when I first started, you feel me? Because I didn't know. You jump in and yeah, jump out. I jumped in, yeah. jumped off the porch too soon and you know, I got played for thousands of dollars. You know, oh, word? it happens. Word. So, like, oh, okay. If you don't know what you're doing. Well, I appreciate and, you being honest yeah. about that because a lot of people, um, the reason why it goes away so fast and so quietly is because people, get, frankly, get embarrassed when they get had and they don't want to be honest that they got had so they just don't talk about it. Yeah. But I think, you know, for me, I was always taught from a young age and maybe it was my religious background, but I was taught to never deal in chain mail. You, you're so young, you probably don't even know what that was. But back in the day, people used to do this internet fuckery in real life, too. Like, you would get an actual letter in the mail to, you know, get you to put a dollar in ten envelopes and mail it to ten people or whatever. You know, yeah. it was all the same fuckery. It was just done in a different way. Yeah. And uh, and I was told to never deal in pyramid schemes and, and chain mail and all that kind of stuff. And... Uh, uh, it really hurts my heart a little bit when people online like send that to my inbox, like a a chain, like you know, you're a good brother. Send this to ten good brothers. I guess it seems positive, but it just reminds me of chain mail, so yeah. I stay away from it. You know, um, and a pyramid scheme. You know, it was it used to be the pyramid scheme like this, and then they turned it, and it became a wheel. You know, but you're just looking down at the top of the pyramid. It was yeah. the same pyramid scheme, you know. Shout out to everybody that got involved in that and even the people that ran them. I hope we've all learned that lesson uh, at this point. If you didn't. Yeah. Uh, One way or another, uh, I hope we've all learned that lesson. Um, moving off of that what is next for uh what is next for you like what i know i mean i banged one of your records real hard last year but i'm to be honest i've and i've got newer singles that I'm, i've been playing and going to play the bag and, and a couple others what do you have a project a whole project on the horizon uh, right now uh we finishing up uh mugsy bones too like okay. it's out right now but i gotta finish putting the videos and right. doing some more promo for okay. it and then you feel me i'm gonna move on from there i got probably like I want to say three albums in the vault. Okay. That uh. So you got ready, things lined up, just yeah. ready to promote and market yeah, the right way. And okay. Then I, I got singles, features, all type of stuff that's going on, and more videos. It's just like I said, a lot of a lot of music that's going to be happening. You definitely going to hear a lot of me okay. this year, next year, and the following years to come. Like I'm going to put my foot on their neck and okay. get back to what I was doing when I first started. You mentioned you had kids. How many? How many children do you have? I have three. Three. Yes. Okay. And and uh, pardon me for asking, it may sound wrong. Way. How did it? How did it end up with the? Do they have the? Do any of them have the condition, or do you know yet? Uh, well, right now I gotta uh, wait for my daughter. Uh, she gotta be at least like three before she get tested. 
So she two right now. She'll she's be, the youngest one. Uh, no, she's the okay. middle child. Okay. Uh, she'll be three this year in October. So the way it's been going, it looks like if it's going to happen, it'll it'll be yeah, the it'll be child. it'll be her. Well, I I I, I gotta again um, just say I respect your 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 bravery and how courageous you are to not only live your life but but have children. Did it, I just I just did feel it, like did it, it occur to you to just have one and not risk it? Uh, and I know that may be a tough question that you have three, but it would have gone through my mind. It would have even no matter what I decided, time, I would have at, at least the, thought like, about at it. At the time, know? like I didn't want to have kids at all because I'm like, why would I want to pass such on like you feel me like yeah, a yeah. vicious disease? Right? Like, why would I want to put somebody through that? It's hard to roll that dice, you but know? having kids is a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's hard. It's to, a it, blessing. You know? so. And some of us just whoops. Some yeah. of us have a terrible pullout game. I don't know if that's you <laughs> or not. <laughs> Some of us, all I'm saying is for it, some of us it, it men. Can be, it can be terrible when you off the henny and, you know, you. Well, for some of us men, we're not lit. as in control of whether we're going to have kids as maybe yeah. we'd like to be. Sometimes it's a lot of whoops for some yeah. of us. I was never a whoops guy. My pullout game is five star. <laughs> the only time I ever got women pregnant is uh, when I was younger. I was on some dumb shit like, well, let's just see what happens. And I, I figured that out. <laughs> Flirt with temptation. And, huh? uh, and then with my wife, uh, a quick story about my wife. She didn't really want to get married or have any more kids when we got together. She'd already had a child and been married and her husband had passed and it was a touchy situation. But because she loved me so much and she knew I had never had children and wanted to have a child, she she agreed, right? That's a blessing. But me being forty five, a heavy medicine smoker, and just a goof off in general, like she thought like we could fuck around for like a month or two and it wouldn't happen. First shot. Boom. <laughs> And she was riding. Boom. I shot it up. First shot. Boom. Job done. So, uh, you know, we can't we can't mess around. Uh, well, she's been, you know, she's her tubes have been tied. So it's all over for us. But we're both very fertile. So we probably would have had four or five kids if yeah. we hadn't got it taken care of. Um, thanks for listening, Juicy JJ. I appreciate your opinion. Uh, Sherry Williams says you are a great father. Let's speak to that. What what does it mean to you? you're getting the reward she's saying you're a great father so i'll take her word for it she knows you sherry williams when you what do you think goes into defines make being a good father a time good father? you got to be there yeah it's not about the money being dependable. Uh, it's not about the consistency material, uh, material stuff it's about teaching your kid you feel me what you didn't know growing up and just Spending time and watching them grow and just being there. Yeah. And then they can be able to rely on you and yeah. you being dependent. You know, so like right. they need that. Like they need your time. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I think I, that's the main thing about my um, Juicy JJ says you're a great uncle and a great brother too, as well. What um, the kids definitely need time. And, and I think the people that say it's money use that as an excuse because they don't want to give the time or whatever i don't know to me it's all time my son can count on me and he knows it and that means a lot he's yeah. confident you know he's he knows he can depend on me our relationship's very consistent and it sounds like that's the same way uh you uh, i wanted ch i wanted a son so bad though i don't know any different like i can understand having children at a young age and in the and in a certain time of life where you know, fortunately, I had done everything and I was ready to have a child. So yeah. I, I welcomed all of it. The change in the diapers, the being up late at night, all it's of it. Serious. And um, and we've made it through all that now. I, I guess what I'm saying is I can. I, did you ever it sounds like, you know, most of the good fathers I know love and want to be a father. They they, they enjoy being a father. Do you enjoy being a father? Absolutely. Nothing uh, makes you prouder than your kids, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, being there and just like being able to spend those moments with my kids. Like, did you have I, a re did you have a good relationship with your father? No, nah, I didn't even know my dad. You didn't even know your dad. So, like, so like I said, growing up, I I didn't expect to have kids. Like, I always used to tell my homeboys, "I'm right. not having no." kids. Were you worried about having kids, considering you maybe you know people tell you you know you know you haven't. People in the outside world will say, you know, if if you haven't had that relationship, it might be hard to have that relationship. Um, mm, nah, I didn't really. I think it goes two ways. I think people that grow up without a father, they either go really hard like their father, or they, they, or they either go the really same. hard to be good kids. I mean, yeah. to be a good father, they go one 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 yeah. way or the other pretty hard. And it seems like you've gone towards the good father route, which I appreciate. Gotcha. We need more black fathers to be in their kids' life. Yeah, yeah. That, that'll definitely help with the. 
our generation and our race and stuff like that is just, you know, like what we going through. It's a lot. I think the tide has changed. And when you realize it helps, I think, when people realize that it was, you know, it's. It was part of the plan. Like you, we got to fight against the yeah. plan that that's made to stop us or slow us down. Yeah. You know, we got to fight that. The best way is to cut the head off the body, and you feel me. The black father is the head to the body. So Jake Lockley says you're a solid dude. Do you know Jake? Jake Appreciate it. Appreciate Jake, I've come to know Jake lately. He's a producer for a good uh, friend, artist of mine. Um, and it's not hard. He got a lot of love. Is what they say about you. Do you think? Do you think? I have an opinion that. Um, Pain and hard times, uh, and it's not my opinion, I've heard it from somebody else. Pain and hard times kind of carve your heart out bigger so that you can hold more love. You can love deeper if you've known pain and hard times. Do you agree with that? Definitely. Do you I, th- I feel like that, that helps mold you mm-hmm. as a person and yeah. it helps shape you and stuff like that. I think it's definitely tenderized me like a like a rock that rolls in the river. I've been rubbed smooth by life. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not I don't have as many sharp edges as I did once upon a time. Yeah. You know? uh, and uh, so I appreciate that. And I appreciate that you walk through it and um, and that you're such a good shining example and from everything everybody's saying on the, you know, that you're just a good dude in general. Yeah, so it's so a I lot of love. That. I love the city. Yeah. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in this city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, we've been talking for about an hour. Is, is there anything you want to touch on that we haven't touched on? I feel like we could talk for days. I feel like honest. we could. I feel like, like we could. And unfortunately, it's a lot of times with the yeah. people I sit down with, uh, it could go on for hours. Um, yeah. Man, we got about 15 more minutes we can kick it. And then I got to make my way over to Monarch for the big show, the yeah. RTU show today. I heard about that. As RTU, we're performing, a, we're uh, creating another live show that will be performed and displayed on Roku and Fire Stick and on RTU, uh, respecttheunderground.com for everybody out there in computer, internet, and TV land. If you're on a RTU show, you will be coming to Roku Fire Stick. And if you're on my show, you'll be coming to that as well, along with Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So that's how we make moves. The city is making moves. Um, Yogue Westwood and Charlie, they signed with Sony Orchard. The Wing Kang is coming to DoorDash. You can order his great wings on DoorDash now and get them delivered right to your house. Uh, the 411 show had the biggest interview of their show with Res Coast and, and his whole movement. Um, it's just a lot going on that's real big for the city right now. Um, that really excites me. Do you feel the same way about it, or is this just another kind of wave? And then it, it, does the momentum in the city come and go, or or is this kind of a different vibe? Do you think? Nah, it don't come and go. Uh, this is definitely a different wave that we are approaching okay. and stepping okay. into. That's good. I hope. And I hope so. It just brings excitement to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's new opportunities. So. Mm-hmm. You got to capitalize on your opportunities. And it's nothing I'd look forward rather forward to than I've said this before than to go to Yogue's signing party, you know, your release party. I just yeah. want to once COVID's over and we can start getting out again the right way. I just want to, you know, I just want to see everybody um, elevate and we celebrate everybody's elevation together. Yeah. You know, when I go to these respect to underground events. I want to see Yog and Charlie and, and, and everybody there. I want everybody be able to be able to celebrate everybody's victories because, you know, I, from my outside perspective, the problems I've seen people have have been pretty petty and pretty small. And I don't think it's, you know, anything that's really going to get in the way. You know, Sherry Williams, I want to mention, says she's, she's proud of you. Um, and and Vonnie says his your kids want for nothing which is a big thing to say. I always worried about having kids because I, I never wanted to, my kid to look and I, I come from, I come from depression era parents. So I definitely yeah. didn't get everything I wanted as a child. And I'm definitely not going to give my it, child. It, it's not easy. I'm not going to give them everything they want. That's ridiculous to give a child everything he wants and yeah. not good for them. But when the situation is right and my child looked up and wanted something, I want to be able to give it to him. Yeah. You know, and I always had fear think, that I wouldn't be able to. I think that's the hardest, like one of the hardest things about being a parent is just being able to provide for your child and making sure you feel your, your kids got what they need. Yeah. Not what they want, but what they, what need. they need. You know, yeah. a roof over their head, clothes on their back, yeah. food in their stomach. You know, that the yeah. necessary things to survive. Mm-hmm. So I feel like how society is it's hard to do that and right. stay consistent with it and you know you're gonna have your ups and downs but as long as you pick yourself up and you don't fumble in the moment you're right. good to go like i don't care what anybody say about me 
Like I know my kids At the end of the day They can depend on me I know that I'll be there No matter what How do you um, Do you, Are you in a relationship I know you have yeah. a baby mother Is yeah. that is that who you're in a relationship yeah, with Yeah we're together um, how, how important is it To have a supportive female When you're running around Trying to that be is, an artist That's crucial Yeah It's crucial Because it's yeah. not easy Dating an artist It's not like creatives in general are just yeah. we just think differently. Yeah, we and think we, differently, we, differently. we move differently, yeah. Yeah. and it and you know if you're not prepared for that life, it can really tear that person down and cause issues in your relationship. Mm-hmm. So like, you got to find somebody that's on the same page as you and understand like your vision and like what you got going on, so it don't block block your creativity or you feel me put you like in a negative mood or stuff like that. Yeah. Shout out to my wife. Having a uh, a happy home life, I think, is, is supremely important to moving yeah. in this world. And uh, shout to her. I don't think she thought I'd get it popping this this quickly with this hip hop thing out here either. You know, uh, I'm on my third year, almost getting ready to be my fourth year out here, and uh, I'm just you know surprised at how much love everybody's shown me and welcomed me into the scene. And I'm happy and appreciative for that. Uh, in starting in this city, I started out very humble because even though I have a lot of history doing yeah. this and that in hip hop, I realized I was brand new here. And this is a gem I'm going to give today from what I learned from that experience. If I if I had found that humbleness in my own city, I would have got more there. But growing up in that city and doing everything I did in that city, you start to get the idea that people owe you things or time owes you things or the scene or the situation owes you a certain things when really nobody owes you anything. Yeah, and my, when I came here and humbled myself, my whole perspective changed. And, and, and the point being is I don't know if the city is that different from the city I came from, or if it was more about my internal perspective changing. So I think if artists, and I say that to say, if artists, if you, wherever you're at, if you're not getting the response that you think you should be getting my advice would be to do an internal reboot yeah. and check up you got to before you start blaming everybody around you before you start pointing it's fingers a perfect example is you got to love yourself before somebody can love you so i agree, that, I agree. That, that's how that's how it go like you definitely got to humble yourself you can't walk around here on a pedestal and then expect everybody to kiss your ass it's not it's not gonna happen no and it's hard as an artist, you know, a lot of times we all think we're, you know, we're, we're, we're great, but you, you gotta, in, in certain situations, you gotta humble yourself. And that's what I learned. And uh, so if, I hope, if I hope you that don't, helps. if you don't humble yourself, I can promise you nine times out of 10, God will humble you. Yeah. I you, believe you'll have a humbling experience that. somehow, some way. Connie Davis Brown says you're an amazing man and she's so proud of you. So you've definitely got a lot of friends and family support, you know, and I definitely think your message is so strong and it's so glad, uh, so good for other artists and generally everybody in the city to hear. I can't wait to uh, put the finger on this and put it out there. And then when it comes back around to the YouTube and the, and the yeah. Apple you know, I just think your words of wisdom are so great. And I definitely want to have you back in. Oh, uh, maybe Amanda. when we maybe when we're getting ready to release the next one. Amanda. Or if you got a video coming out, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll yeah, get you back I, in. So my next video that I'm shooting off of uh, Muggsy Bones too. That now that we're talking about it. Yeah. Uh, is no cap. So I'll be shooting that in March. So Okay, so Muggsy Bones 2 is out everywhere. Yeah, out everywhere. The song Go No Cap is we're going to do a video for that in March. Yeah, so, good. you know. Shout out to uh, Pyro. Okay, you so mess with gonna, a lot yeah. of people. Mess with Pyro. That's a name no is very familiar, and I'd be looking to meet and talk to Pyro if you would, if you can facilitate that. I, any help at all? I'd be happy to. He's one of the big video guys, along with Bishop and Louis Cohen and the yeah. other guys. A Dub. This I don't want to. You know, like I said, once so I start weird. naming people, everybody else I yeah. forget gets mad. So we won't do that. But um, we're getting ready to wrap it up. Head over to the Monarch. we got a great big show. A lot of artists on a big stage. It's all coming to Roku, Amazon, Fire Stick. And please do remember, in about 40 minutes, the brand new episode of the Mission Saturday Spotlight with Fanboy Tay Black drops on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcast pod. Um, if you could snap your fingers and change anything tomorrow, uh, personal, worldwide, Arizona, Whatever. What do you think it would be? You're Thanos. Uh, you got the power glove. You can do whatever you want. One. I would just wish that the world <laughs> heal from all of the things that we've been going through and it just be more love and peace. Are black people more worried about racism or COVID? I would say racism. 
I would say racism has been so much more yeah. of an issue with black yeah. people than COVID. Since, just, since we got here. It's non-comparable. Yeah. You know, I was like, just, sometimes COVID, it sounds better. COVID is like this big. Racism is. Right. Years and years. Yeah, like and ingrained. This, this um, is generations that we talking about. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times um, your song Black America spoke to it. We talked about that earlier and that, you know, I've played that as much as I can. If it was a vinyl, I would have wore a hole in it. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Um. And and my only thing to tell people is if they're confused by the way I look or the way I sound is I'm very I'm very firm and confident that that I have a black consciousness. Now I know that may sound funny <laughs> coming from a white man, um, but I think if you if you ask me questions about certain things, especially in American society, and you wrote my answers out on a piece of paper and then you didn't get to see me and you handed that paper to somebody. I think they would look at those answers and say that's a, that's a black guy. <laughs> Said he's black because because maybe that's just the way I think. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. You know. I'm not, I'm very. I've always been very much against the power structure. I'm very much for freedom of choice. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I was told who and who not to have sex with and have relations with. So I've always had a place in my heart for gay people for that reason because I never wanted to be told who to love, yeah. and, and I don't expect anybody else to accept that. You know. Yeah. So in a way, I've been a bit, a, a bit ahead of my time as we head into the new uh, world order. But I'm also concerned with the freedom of speech and all that. Do you? Um, I guess I'll finish off my racial uh, r- uh, rant with: Do you have a go-to white friend? A go-to white friend? Do you have a white friend that you can really trust with your heart and soul? You can speak freely to. You can. They can tell you things. You can talk to them. They, or maybe they just help I, you in a situation like, with cops. Maybe my, my friends are mixed. <laughs> okay. So I have white friends, Asian friends, right? Mexican friends, right. whatever. Like you got a bunch of different. Yeah, people like whatever. Whatever you feel me, good. I gravitate I towards too. You feel me? Like I vibe with. But my inner circle, like we're all black. So okay, okay, uh, that's all but, right. Have you ever thought about incorporating a, uh, a, a white guy into the inner circle? <laughs> no, uh, not 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 just because he white. It's just no, no. I, I got I it. Keep, I got it. I, keep, I, got it. I keep my I got circle it. small. I got it. No, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. nothing against white people or nothing no, like no, no, that. No, no, I, no, I no, love right. white It's people. just on a personal level. Yeah, just on a personal level. On a my personal circle level. is already. Okay. It's already stamped. Okay. Okay. No like, new friends. No, no you new Drake, friends. You drink. No new friends. No, no new friends. Okay. Okay. That's like, good. We, we could be associates and you feel me? We can do business or whatever the okay. case may be if you need advice you. or you feel no, me? No, don't, don't worry. I'm not trying to infiltrate yeah. your inner circle. Not, I just, just want to clear not it up for, for the people, right, you know, right, right. so they don't be like, oh, he's an asshole. Sometimes or, I point, I, sometimes you know? my questions may point the wrong way, may point people that way. And I apologize if that's the case. It's, it's strictly for fun and I don't mean anything serious by it. Um, uh, you know, some of the artists, uh, especially the guys that moved from Detroit, you know, they were, they had very, seen very few, if any, white people, like, seen them before yeah. they moved here. Uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy, associate of mine, the real big doobie, you know, he, he had only seen literally like two white people before he moved to Arizona. And then he moved here, and of course, Arizona is pretty white. You yeah. Know, let's be honest, you know. Especially Scottsdale. Do you enjoy Scottsdale? Do you I spend much Scottsdale. time? You love Scottsdale. I love Scottsdale. Okay. Scottsdale. All right. No problem. Party life in Scottsdale, Mill Avenue. Like <laughs> I said, I have. Can I go with you sometime? I'd like oh, for you yeah, to like show yeah. me the more relaxed part of Scottsdale. When Definitely. I go, when I go, it's people looking at me funny and uh, clutching perches and stuff, and uh, yeah. I get up, I get, I get antsy in Scottsdale. We, we can hit Scottsdale. Like okay. I said, I have white friends. I sure, sure. I, I believe you. Friends. No, I believe. <laughs> Just not on the inner circle. Yeah. I understand. I understand. I understand. It's all good. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to sour the conversation with that. It's just jokes. No new friends. There's nothing wrong with that. That is the rule. So um, I want to say thanks to everybody checked in. We'll be pumping this episode up for the rest of the week. Um, you know, our episodes have been getting a few thousand views each lately. So we look forward to just your story reaching more and more people. And yeah. I want to be a part of that. And like I said, if anything comes up, if you need to drop in for a quick announcement, just let me know if you want to schedule another full that. time. Yeah, we definitely, definitely would do that. Um, <laughs> uh, Juicy JJ says, yes, come with me to Scottsdale. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't accept that. Look, I appreciate that, sis. I do. 
As a white dude, no white folks should be offended by that. Jake's looking out for you. So Jake's already jumping on it. Uh, Shout to Jake. He's a good dude. He's one of the good ones, as I like to say. Hashtag one of the good ones. Um, I appreciate you, Denzel, for coming in. We're definitely going to do this again. Uh, I'm honored that this is your first interview. I'm surprised and honored. Oh, of the year. Of okay, the year. yeah. Well, great. You know, I, and again, I no, no. I'm still, I'm still honored and uh, happy to have you. Happy to have you back. If anything happens, just let me know. If it wasn't for the monarch, we could have done this a little while longer today. Yeah. But I've got to get out of here and do that. Uh, again, thanks to everybody, all Denzel's family and friends that tapped in and, and commented and watched. And Vonnie's coming in. We just, I want to say thank you to everybody. The love has been overwhelming, and I. I am truly inspired by your story and sure. i will have a hard time a matter of fact for the next week if i want to get grumpy or complain or bitch about my neighbors i'm gonna think of you first and i'm gonna stop and that's gonna be that's gonna be your inspiration hey, hey they always say it's somebody out there that got it worse than you it so is that's and, how i kind of wake up and i approach my and day. in certain situations it's 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 easy to forget that you know what i mean yeah. especially for me i've got it is I got it as good as anybody. You know, I'm welcome to the black community and still manage to hold on to some of my white privilege. So I've got the best of both worlds. You know? Anyway. So uh, before we get out of here, can I just do a quick little shout out? Whatever you want to do. Say so Say shout out to mind. the whole Arizona. I appreciate all the love and support. Right now, we got a lot of big things going on with the cap as far as like THM. We got my guy KT Gibson. He got that feature with Sada Baby. So we I want to get KT in here, too. We need all y'all to go out there and support that, run them numbers up. My dude, Vonnie G, just dropped a single with J Melo called So Lit. We finna shoot the video to that. We need all y'all to go out there, run the numbers up, download it, stream it. You feel me? Share it with a friend. Tell tell the cousin, tell the auntie, tell your grandma, whatever the case may be. I'm getting ready to drop another single called Enemies real soon. So when I drop, you feel me? Just ta- uh, just tag in, follow us on. We're going to play that Wednesday. Next Wednesday on Flowers, you can hear Enemies. I think I got that. We're going to play that. Yeah. Go ahead. So, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much. Follow me on all social media, Denzel Davis 909. One last question: The N D A, the N do it. N G A. I think it's like I don't give a fuck. What does yeah, that stand for? Not giving a fuck. Not giving a fuck. Okay, it was good. I, I was on top of it. That's mm-hmm. good. Denzel, thanks again. Thanks so much for coming in, Denzel Davis. Wait, one more thing. What yeah, you got? Yeah, yeah, Let it run. Free your mind. Shout out to my brother Deshaun. Uh, R. P. Mama Joe. He lost his mom. You feel me? Uh, twenty twenty. Respect and stuff like that. So I definitely got to give him a big shout out. He lost his mom. He just lost his brother, and then he just turned around and lost his uncle. So shout out to my bro. I love you. Keep your head up. Keep grinding. Also, you feel me? Follow him as well. Uh, we got a podcast that we uh working on. It's called PG TV Pop Grease. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesdays. So if you guys want to tune into the podcast, we finna do that. And it's you feel me? Like we got a lot of things in in, in the mix. Hey, that's a lot. That's a all of that. That's a big deal. And we appreciate each and everything you're doing. I definitely want to get KT. He's a name everybody respects and responds to around here. So that's I want my brother. I want if you could help facilitate that, I would love to get KT in here and talk to him as well. We're gonna have you back. I'm gonna be playing your music. I look forward to seeing you at the next show when that happens. Ladies and gentlemen, Denzel Davis. Thank you.
walk the on right, damn rather smoke weed, and i just like to say thank you to each one of you. Now, this is Swerve 36, old granddad, big butch the lesbian, Walter Cronwright, Dan Rather, Smoke Weed, Dirty Harry, Lee X, The Theater. That's me, you know. And every week, right here from the beautiful Icon Radio, Respect the Underground Worldwide Radio Studios, we bring you the mission. Now, our mission is to talk to artists, get to the root and to the seed and soil of their purpose, their mission. That's what our mission is. And that's what we do here every week. 